All right. Feet planted, weight back, head down, keep my eye on the ball. Don't swing too hard. Ooh, but don't decelerate. Okay, here we go. Nice, easy swing. Crap, four. All right, welcome to the Birds and the Tees, the podcast. It's been a while since we've been on the air, and if you follow me on Instagram, on Instagram that's not really a surprise. I'm sure you've seen all of the things that have been keeping me busy. But in 2022, I'm trying to get back into podcasting, make a little more of an effort to share my experience with you guys. And so here we are. We have a lot to talk about today. I did have an episode planned, but with all the talk over the last 24 hours about the new potential for a Saudi-backed super golf league, I want to spend some time talking about what it is, who might join, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. So. In case you don't follow me on my other channels, um, my name is Catherine. I have been playing golf for about two and a half years. I am the Birds and the Tees on both TikTok and Instagram, also on Facebook. Uh, and I'm an amateur who has fallen in love with this game, has spent a lot of time trying to get better, and I'm still trying to get better. It's one of those things I've invested all that time, and the results are getting there. So I started this podcast last summer. Uh, before my wedding, before I moved from Michigan to South Carolina. So quick recap, since I think I posted the last episode in August. Since then, I have bought a house that we built from 900 miles away. I got married, and then we moved 900 miles from outside of Detroit to outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And in that time, obviously, there's moving and newlywed life, I also work full-time for a startup in a marketing role, which has been a crazy whirlwind adventure. So a lot has been going on. Um, but in that time last year, I actually played 21 different golf courses. So 21 in 21, looking to maybe make it 22 in 22. But that might be a little bit harder this year. So that's where I've been in the last few months. And I'm looking forward to having some more great guests on the show. I have several guests lined up over the next few weeks that I'm really excited to introduce you to. We'll talk about coaching, we'll talk about the struggles in the game, we've got a new golf startup that will be joining us, so very cool stuff and hope you will tune in. Now, for today's show, let's talk the Super League. First off, a lot of news has kind of been going around about, oh, these huge deals and the different golfers that have been offered different amounts. Uh, I saw a graphic that had Bryson was offered $135 million, supposedly, compared to Tiger's total PGA career winnings top out at $121 million. So we're talking about huge sums of money. But what is this Super League that everybody's talking about? This is not the first time that an organization or an individual has tried to kind of steal some of the spotlight from the European Tour or the PGA. And the individual behind this new league is actually Greg Norman, who tried to do something similar back in 1994 and just never got any really traction. So if this does happen, he will be the new commissioner of the league. So interesting. Keep that in mind. Um, and when I was looking into more about the, what this is, this is not just a copy and paste of the PGA. The way that this league would be set up is both individual and team play. So things that you see 
in events like the Ryder Cup, where it's a team effort compared with what you see in a normal 72-hole tournament week in and week out. And there's been a lot of conversations about not only the amount of money that's being offered to golfers, you know, who would go, who would want to go, who's been invited, who hasn't, but just what this kind of competition could do for the game of golf. Because obviously, golf is a great sport, um, and we all love playing it, but is it something that you enjoy watching week in and week out? So just to start, let's talk about the big point of who's been offered money and how much. So I don't think I've not seen an official list. I know there have been several news stories about players that have signed NDAs and who have made offers. Um, Phil Mickelson came out and said that you can assume that the top 100 golfers in the world have all been approached by this league with either a request for an NDA or a specific offer. So top 100 players in the world, we can probably safely assume have been talked to about this. Um, in terms of money, one big one that's being kind of talked about a lot is Ian Poulter was supposedly offered 22 million. DJ, when asked about this, wouldn't comment on the ma that amount, um, did make a comment that his offer was not the same as Ian's. So you can do with that what you want. We can presume, speculate what his number might have been, but definitely has at least been engaged in the conversation. One of the big things that I thought was kind of interesting, Cam Smith, who has not been approached, actually when they asked him about it, also said that he's not worried about this. He said that he has a team that kind of deals with those, that side of the tournament and the business for him. He is focused on playing golf and that is it. And he expects his team to help him make the decisions moving down the line. He had a very different outlook than several other players who were upfront about it being good for the game, uh, especially golfers from not the US. A lot of commentary has been that this is good. This could increase golf's appeal, its prevalence in coverage. You know, they say a lot, or I think it was Lee Westwood specifically said that he doesn't usually watch golf at home. He, you know, plays it for a living. He might watch the final day. He said he watched the final round of the Masters, but he's not really interested in watching the same tournament over and over and over. Mark Leishman said that he didn't see golf a lot when he was growing up. You know, he would watch cricket or soccer, not so much golf. So what are things that we can do for the sport? You know, is having different tournament styles each week a more appetizing promotion for golf fans? Um, and does it help grow the game overall? That's kind of what the, the conversation really is. The other aspect of this that is money related, but not money, like just money, was the PGA and the networks own all of the rights to anything that is captured during a broadcast. So those amazing shots that are shown over and over as the best golf moments in history, you know, moments from the Masters, moments from the PGA Championship, the swarm of people crowding around the 18th hole around Phil and Brooks during the PGA Championship last year, that is all owned by the PGA. Phil or Brooks or any of the players do not have rights to footage. Even though it's them, it's the biggest moments of their career, 
they can't do anything with that. They can't monetize that. And that was something that Phil had brought up of it's more than just the money that is attractive. It's the opportunity to grow the game in the way that they want to, to be able to showcase their talents. And the players don't get anything from the PGA really in terms of like media rights or, you know, if they sell a clip or any kind of visual from those tournaments, the PGA gets the money, the player does not. So that's another ongoing conversation that when you think about restructuring a league or a tournament, those are things to keep into the consideration. I think we've seen a lot with the NCAA and how they've changed about letting players monetize their name and their like own gear. Those are things that are changing. The days of a league solely owning everything and making money off of the players, those days are being challenged. Challenge. So I think it'll be really interesting to see over the next few weeks where this goes and who we hear more from, who is staunchly against it. Because it's not like players also aren't giving up something if they do choose to go in this league. One of the big ones that I saw over and over was you give up the Ryder Cup. You give up the opportunity to compete in that event. You obviously, you know, have the ban on PGA events and those big moments in golf that have been so defining for the sport. And so while this could be a new era, Golf is a game that is rich in tradition, and I think for a lot of players, it will be difficult to give up those traditions, to not be part of those moments that have shaped the game for so long. So I'd love to get every, your opinions. Leave me a comment on the video or on my Instagram. I will post this, and let's talk about this. Let's see how the general golf population really feels about this and who would you want to see? Who do you think might go? I think we'll find some very interesting conversation points. In the more immediate future, or future, today also kicks off the AT&T program. Now, the field is a little lighter this week. Uh, my husband actually was saying that for his fantasy league, he only has one player. But I think this is always a kind of a cool tournament in terms of watching the game and kind of seeing some unexpected people. Um, it's also kind of just surprising to see which celebrities actually play golf. I know Darius Rucker is in the lineup. He is very well known in Charleston where I live for being a golfer. Uh, spends a lot of time here, plays a lot of golf. So I think it'll be cool to see him play. And I've seen a couple other people mention Jake Owen, Macklemore, um, Don Cheadle, lots of cool people. And it's kind of just a fun tournament. It's a little more like we're saying about interesting aspects of the game that might be introduced from the Super League. This is something that's kind of fun to watch, even if you are not a dedicated golf fan who watches every week. Also, Pebble Beach is just gorgeous. I had the opportunity to be there last May. Um, I did the 17 mile drive with a friend. I did not get to play any golf. The friend that I was with is not a golfer. Um, so we you know, peaked a little bit the course. I got to see a few groups tee off at one. I got a picture at 18 and I definitely want to make it out there again at some point and get to play some golf on not just the Pebble Beach course, but you know, let's get all of them in there because they were all very, very beautiful. Although 
Spanish Bay has some wicked winds coming off, so not really looking forward to that aspect, but phenomenal views, the course looks beautiful, definitely will be making my way out to there. Now, since I don't have a guest for today, I will spare the long-winded just solo show, uh, but be sure to tune in next week. We will have a guest. I will leave you hanging a little bit on who to expect. Be sure to check out Instagram and YouTube and maybe you'll get a sneak peek. I'll see you guys next time.